to all the women who hear this and everybody, but especially aimed at women, bounce back better. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello, everyone. So we're back with another episode of She Renovates. So we've been recording the episodes live for about two months now. So I'm really, or might even be longer, but I'm really curious to know how it's landing. So if you've got any feedback on that, we'd love to hear from you. Now, today we have another delightful guest in Hilary Saxton. Hilary's had a varied career in property and business spanning more than 25 years. By taking on honest, upfront approach towards both people and process issues, she gets to the heart of the matter, analysing all elements to determine where the obvious and hidden issues are. Hilary works with people in property and business to help them to formulate a strategy, equip them with the knowledge they require and build within them the confidence they need to succeed. Her ultimate superpower is enabling people to do anything they want. Hilary is a podcast host of a new podcast called Frozen to Fearless and also the Property Mastermind podcast where she shares how to add value to your property journey, whether it be through high-quality education, guidance and accountability. But my first question is to actually ask you to give us your version of who Hilary Saxton is because obviously there's a difference between what we put on the website, our formal Mm. bio, and who we really are. So would you like to just tell us a little bit about yourself in your words? That's so funny that you ask that. What a great question. I think if I was going to answer, or as I get to answer this honestly without any pre, I would say Hilary Saxton is a go-getter. She is determined and tenacious she is very has a strong desire to empower especially women but all people but mostly women to realize that they can dream and have whatever they want and it doesn't matter where you come from what matters is where you want to go inside me i have this massive desire to just change the lives of just like you of women but mine isn't through getting them to teaching them renovation mine is getting them to understand that they can go and learn to do that and you're going to wake up in 10 years' time, so why not choose your destination? So Hilary Saxon is that person. She's bold. She's daring. She makes mistakes. She gets tired. She gets grumpy, but crikey, she gives it a go. And when I leave this earth, no one will say she was nice. And I've said this a few times. I never want to be remembered as nice. I want to be remembered as memorable. And I want to change as many lives like you as possible through just giving people that feeling. But I still struggle with all the stuff that we all do. Yeah. Well, yes, being nice is an affliction Mm -hmm. and unfortunately I do suffer from it, but, you know, we all have our cross to bear. (laughs) But not a bad one. It's just not my choice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's not really my choice either, unfortunately. That's sort of the way it is. But anyhow, that was a very memorable description of you and we're going to get into this a bit later, but I just want you at the outset to articulate how do you... And do you plan to achieve that outcome? So what's your vehicle for achieving that outcome of empowering women and having them live their best self? 
My vehicle is, I get to do it now. I do, I'm very lucky that I do get to, and that's, there you go, that's one of my words, I'm very lucky, and it's one of my beliefs. So if I live life with the belief of I'm lucky, you would not believe how lucky I am because I notice how lucky I am, and then I think I'm more lucky, and it just creates positive result spirals. So my way, I get to speak to people now, and for me it's about speaking in public and just giving that feeling of empowerment to people to understand that they can have it. So the vehicle is, I've just finished a book, it's being edited, and I finished it a while ago, but it's that whole, I'm putting it out there, so it's got to be perfect, which it doesn't, which is nearly perfect. So that will be launched soon, and that's going to be, it's called Three Wines In, Three Wines In, How to Have Self-Confidence Today Without Tomorrow's Hangover. So because I believe that it's the self-confidence that we lack that stops us taking steps, it starts us thinking, you can say negatively or just questioning whether we can achieve something so yeah that's my vehicle my vehicle is to stand on stage in front of more and more people and it's things like this that give me the opportunity and it's launching the new podcast and I get to interview Gary V next year he's made a promise to me I'm sure that will help in some way so (laughs) that's hilarious actually I didn't really love Gary V at how much I align with his philosophies Mm -hmm. he's got some really yeah, really sensible philosophies around, particularly around age. Like he talks a lot about baby boomers and how their things have changed so much since our parents' generation, your life was over at 50. Whereas for us, we're only halfway there. It's just static. <laughs> it is. So that they're awesome goals to have. And so I wanted to start by talking about your renovating because that's really what connected us in the first place. And you did what a lot of women do. I don't, that's not meant to be negative, but in a way that many women do. And Mm. it's through necessity. And I did as well. And so I'd love you to tell me about that journey. So how did you start renovating? What were your wins? What were your challenges? So just a, yeah, a bit of an outline of what that entailed. I started renovating, I ended up a single mum very early in my 20s. And I was very lucky back in those days. I suppose there's a few haircuts ago. I'm a nana now. So I realized that the house I was in needed tidying up. So I did it myself and go back then. And I'm from New Zealand. So there, I don't think there are any property courses over there. I'm pretty sure there are not. People might be starting to infiltrate now, but not property education is not, well, back then wasn't around. And it's also not as important over there. I don't see, people don't really see how important it is, not like we do these days. So I just bumbled along and renovated my own place. And I actually really love renovating. It is, for me, it's therapeutic because I am very much a head person. I spend so much time in my head and I'm a thinker. So for when I paint, and painting's my favourite, I just switch off and I have music playing and I just really love it, always have. If I've got a friend painting, can I help? Can I? I'm just there. I was in New Zealand a month ago painting my daughter's lounge. I couldn't help myself. So it started off by painting and then teaching myself. And I don't even think we had YouTube then. So I had to, I learned how to tile my bathroom floor by going to, to the tile shop, asking them how, being sort of could you just cut this tile here? I don't know how to do that. And I just taught myself how to do stuff. And I did that. And then I sold the house and I realized that I could make money because I'm a farmer's daughter. So my parents aren't into property and they don't really understand it. They understand cows and sheep. Then I bought another house and I did the same thing. And then I was like, hang on a minute. I'm actually making money doing this. 
So no matter what I did, and I've always been an entrepreneur, so I've always, 95% of the time, I've worked for myself or I've had contracts with businesses or I've opened my own business. I'm very much start, a business startup person. And so no matter what I was doing, I would always be renovating as well. And then I started buying investment properties and renovating them. And I'd sometimes hire someone to help me. And as the years have gone on, I think it's about 23 I've done renos. As the times have gone on, I ended up keeping a list of like my painter. I've got my, I call my painter today. He'd be drop everything and be there. I've got my list of guys that will just help me at all times. My plumber, my electrician. I've just got a list of people that I never delete off my phone. And I always looked after them, like during a reno, I would bring them morning tea, make them cakes. I'm off a farm. If it's hot, I go get ice creams, just do that sort of thing, sit, hang out with them. And they've always really looked after me quite well. And because at the end of the day, I clean up after them. And because that, remember, that's not a job for me. It's something I love doing. I don't go, oh, I've got to clean up. I'm like, oh, I just want to see what it's going to look like. <laughs> and so, yeah, it just kind of evolved from there. And the wins, I suppose, were that it empowered me to have an income and empowered me as a single mum because I ended up being a single mum with two kids. Oh, there's some great stories in there, but we don't have time for that. <laughs> but I ended up being able to support myself through life, run my own businesses. I took a year out to study full-time, did two renovations and just cashed out, just really quick ones where I walked out with like thirty or 40000 But they funded my year. And so... I remember my daughter's in one bedroom, I'm in the other, and we're up at five in the morning. She's studying and I'm studying. She was in her last years of high school. But it was a great time for us. My kids have helped me. They've helped me rip up carpets. They probably huff and puff, but that, my daughter's on her second one now at 25, so I don't think it was all too bad. And then, so the wins were the financial wins, but I think the losses, and I had a look through your Facebook page yesterday, and I agree with the lady that we don't know what we don't know and how much I left behind and what I should have kept. Oh, don't you kick yourself. But yeah, I suppose that's just been the journey for me. The fact it's just always been something I just am so passionate about, so passionate. So it's interesting. So there's a couple of things I want to sort of unpack from that. So firstly, I think that whole strategy, and I'm sure you didn't realise you were doing this at the time, I call it climbing the property ladder, like mm. starting with the property and then renovating it, improving it, selling it, moving into a next one. So in essence, it's your principal place of residence is so powerful though, because mm. you're adding value. So in essence, you're doubling your income because you've yep. got your income from your job, but you also got this income and the beauty of it coming out of your property is it's tax-free for most people. And so that is such a powerful strategy and people often forget that, that mm. the Principal place of residence is really, you know, it's the golden egg. It's the thing that you tend to stay in longer because you're living there and it does appreciate. So by adding value to that, it just makes enormous sense. Mm. So, and of course, you moved into a an investment strategy and often that family home underpins that investment strategy. So certainly for us, the fact 35 years ago, Stephen and I got an, a line of credit. Now, I know they're not that popular these days, but we've mm. still got that. Mm. And that's really been the thing that's powered everything that we've done. And that's been on our family home. So yeah, a great learning in that. And I just get really annoyed. Well, not really annoyed, but just a little bit annoyed when a lot of property gurus really push the rentpreneur strategy and I there's nothing wrong with that 
but they really downplay the value of having a principal place of residence. I think that, yes, it's missing out an enormous opportunity because often, and you would see this too, I see people who have worked on that theory and have got sort of decent-sized portfolios, but none of them are really delivering anything. Like mm. they're not delivering, so they're not really focusing on... Yeah, that growth strategy or that income-providing strategy. And then when they sell them, they've got to pay a lot of that profit that they've made in tax, whereas, you know, yeah. I like the line of credit, though, Bernadette, what you said about you guys have used line of credit. And, like, with interest rates, how they've been, only just starting to climb now, if you haven't been using a line of credit, Oh, my goodness. I've got a girlfriend who's just hell-bent on paying off her house, which I was kind of doing it to get into better houses and build up into nicer property. I ended up living in basically like Noosa, but the New Zealand version. But a line of credit, when interest rates have been so cheap, it's like money for nothing. My father did teach me that, that you should always owe the bank money. Like, why would you not use their money? Like, seriously, when it was so cheap, they're giving it away. Yeah, and the other thing is that, If you've got it offset, if you've got any mortgage or anything, you've got it offset against that. It's really only costing you money when you're using it, which I think is another great sort of cheat, if you could call it that. So, Of course, then just very, you don't not pay tax. You just pay the least amount of tax as you can. Yeah. Yeah. We all pay tax. You just pay the least. Exactly. And it's interesting. So this is all about you, but I just want to talk to you about one of our women that I spoke to today. And she basically got given shares from her employer and it was in essence you'd look at that and think that's such a windfall. But the reality is they have plummeted, yet Mm -hmm. she's still got a tax bill of over 100000 because she gets taxed on them as income at the value they were when she got them. But because she's been working on her strategy, building her wealth through property, like what we did today was worked out a strategy for her to sell something, well, to add value and sell a portion of it in order to pay that massive tax bill without Mm -hmm. it impacting on her net wealth. And I'm thinking that is so awesome. She has built up that portfolio she's every single one of those properties has got potential for adding value Mm. and they've all been on the back of her principal place of residence Mm. so it's yeah it's a strategy that I don't think gets a lot of airplay and Mm. so yeah so I'll get on my high horse and I'll get back to what the (laughs) oh it's interesting we'll end up just chatting for a while Yeah. (laughs) yeah So I want to talk about mindset. So can you cast your eye back to that time and tell me what do you think made the difference in terms of mindset? I'm sure that you had your challenges at that time because you were going through the worst thing that could possibly ever happen to someone is end up on your own with little kids. And so what do you think it was that really empowered you and enabled you to this might be a bit too dramatic, but dig your way out. Oh, it's not dramatic. It's definitely the truth. What happened I, at the time as well, on top of all, on top of that marriage breakdown and being left very little, it was just a bit of a disaster really, but I was also close to 100 kilos. So I wasn't in a very pretty place health-wise, finance-wise. I honestly believe, and I, I do talk about this in one of my talks, I just hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom and I remember sitting on my bed. I'd actually been to my parents' place and 
I'd seen a, a video of myself back in those days, the old video camera, because yeah. my son loved to watch himself on TV. So he was watching himself on a video inside the cassette machine for anyone who's old enough to know what that is. And he was loving it, but I saw myself in the background and I just thought, oh my goodness, look at you. I just looked like I was off the Neighbours from Hell program when it's just terrible and they're missing teeth. And it's just, it was like that. I, I just didn't like what I saw. I went home. I made an excuse and said, I need to go home. I've got washing and I'm a washing freak. Always have been. And then I went to outside to get the washing in, but the neighbors were there and they started talking to me. As they were talking to me, the husband started pulling weeds out of his garden and he threw them over the fence into my, into, in front of me. And I thought, I walked inside and I thought to myself, do I have no value? That was the honest thing that happened to me. I sat on my bed and I started crying. My son at the time was two and he gave me his ongi, his cuddly. And he came oh. and he goes, mummy, ongi, fix it. And I was just like, oh, my God. I had this feeling of, Hilary, you've just got to get your act together. It wasn't act. It was like get together. You have to do that. I knew I had to make a change for me and him. And it was really about realizing that I was at the bottom. I mean, that was just one scenario of plenty that were playing out in my life at that time. And I just thought, no, you have to change things. And I thought, I, okay, I need to study. I left school at 15 and I'm actually really smart. I just didn't like school because th there were rules and I'm just not a rule abider. To me, they're just guidelines. So they, school didn't really work for me for, for that reason. I had to be like one of Pablo's dogs. They rang a bell and I was expected to do something. It just doesn't fit with my personality. So... I, it was that, it was that realisation that I had to do something. So the mindset changed, it came from pick myself up, dust myself off, press the reset button and start again. And there was no internet then. I remember finding it, a course wasn't online, it came to me by paper. So I, I did a course like basic, similar to online, but what, do you, what did you call it back then when it wasn't online? It was about nutrition. So I studied nutrition, I began with my health, started working on renovating and I became... I believe what I, and this is a, a term I've put in my book, I created result spirals. Like you start seeing a result going forward, just like we do with finances and property and renovating. You start seeing something good happen and you carry on doing it. So it flowed over to every area of my life. And back then we didn't have mindset. We weren't able to Google something, watch somebody. If you wanted a book, you went to the library. So there was something that probably that I was, that I'm built, born with. My mum's a real go-getter. I think I just had that determination. A lot of it came from, dare I say it, this. It was despite you, I will do this. I will be successful as well as I am not going to live the rest of my life living like that. And that's about it because it wasn't until about 2004 that I found Tony Robbins. So, and that was well before then. So there was just an internal drive in the result spiral, starting to see success and then feeling good about myself and seeing success. And it just multiplied because I'm not actually driven by money, believe it or not. So cash isn't my thing. So it had to be something else. And it's that feeling of success for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And so very interesting that your mum was a motivator in that area because I I'm exactly the same. And my mum was my inspiration too. But she was a go-getter in a very understated way. Like she left school at 14. She was not showy at all. Like she was very modest about what she did, but she built an empire. And mm. I think that's really, you really need to be aware of the impact of, that you are having on your children. Um, Absolutely. And you can really... 
I guess, change the course of their lives just by the way you deal with your own challenges. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So have you found that that's impacted your family, that experience Oh, you mean my children? I'm thinking not my siblings, my children. Oh, absolutely, because both of them are into property. Well, like you, I've helped both of them into property, but they're both on their second one. And my daughters, they're keeping at the moment. That's the little strategy. And they're 25, and that's just cute. And they're oh. hopeless at renovating. Oh, God, they need to do your course. In fact, she's just going to jolly well do it. I'll tell her, you can definitely do that. But yes, it definitely has impacted them because they're, it's a can-do attitude. I can do that. I can yeah. do that. It's just that without them realising that they have it, they definitely have it, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And just as a side note, we haven't actually given our children any money. We, oh. earn, we earn it together. That's right, yes. I've done two JVs with my son, renovation JVs, and what? because I, I made him take the money, it made him, we shouldn't use those words, but I probably suggested that we use the profit, that the half profit that he got off the first one we did together to do the second one together. Yeah, so we have I've done that, yeah. Yeah, and that's a great strategy because it teaches them to be entrepreneurial and not mm. just, yeah, so awesome. Okay, so let's shift up a bit and talk about what you're doing now. So you've sort of moved into property development can you tell me a little bit about that? I'd only done one property development in New Zealand. Again, no idea what I was doing. <laughs> then over when I, so my partner's Bob Anderson, Bob from Property Mastermind, everyone knows him, most people do. If you don't, you must be, you're from under a rock. It's like not knowing Bernadette Jensen. You know, <laughs> everyone knows who you are. So people that don't know Bernadette Jensen. And to be completely honest, I didn't know Bob Anderson until oh. a few months ago. So Oh, gosh. I, I suppose I, in the developing world. Yeah, I live in a bit of a bubble, so there you go. Well, so Bob and I, we moved in together and I was coaching running my own business and he was running his business. He teaches property development and he has a mentoring program and there was a hole in that program where, well, I saw it because I just thought that he could do the mentoring better and he took me on as a coach and we do it way better now because I'm just – on people's cases so that's the work side of it but as far as my own development goes well developments go I often JV with students because I know Bob's overseeing the deal so I'm pretty happy about that and I'm actually building a four-pack NDIS project and that's in Western Australia and that's mainly over there for two reasons one it because I'm not an Australian citizen it actually is better for me tax-wise to develop in Western Australia and the other reason, that wasn't the main reason, that was just a byproduct and woohoo, great, that worked. But the other reason is I have a really good builder over there and the opportunity, NDIS is very still new and rolling out in Western Australia where it's quite done over here, not done completely, but it's a little bit more difficult to get into. So he, an opportunity came up and he came to me and yeah, it was just really good timing. So I've got that and I've struggled like everybody else in the developing world and potentially renovating with the holdups from COVID and stuff like that. But the thing with MDIS, it's at about, it's 11 or 13% return. It's such good money and it's just a really good sort of retiring one, one that you just sort of sit and hold for. So I've got that underway over there. And then Bob's building a retirement village that I've got quite a bit to do with and that's down in Tamworth so that's 99 homes and I do all the capital raising for that so I'm involved in that as well I'm involved in it and then I work on that with him and so 
my knowledge in the property development area is just massive compared with the, what I could have known in the past about renovating. I still, honestly, hand on heart, I still prefer renovations. It's, there's just something about them, but, you know. I think that renovating really plays into our strengths as women and our sort of our like core role like sort of at a really primitive level is homemaking that's nesting, mm. and I really see renovating as an extension of that like it mm. really plays into our that sense of we know how our home should look and feel and function and we really know how to bring out the that sort of nurturing quality in a living mm. space and so that's why I think that as women we really gravitate towards that. Mm. In the school of renovating, like obviously there is more money in development, there's more mm. profit in it. Most of the time it's bigger figures and it's more hands-off. So like Stephen and I have done development along the way and because only because he is in the building industry and has that expertise but for us what we're sort of doing once we get to that stage where we want to scale up is do a thing that we call micro development which is basically a one into two or one into three where you're using the renovation on the existing house to push up the profit potential so you end up with a development that's high but it's only on a smaller scale only domestic borrowing only domestic builders so it's a different thing so I love that element and we're just doing a project at the moment with our so our projects with our kids we're with number three daughter and her husband where that's sort of the strategy we're using mm. because they don't need they've already got a family home so the idea is that if we buy a block of house and we subdivide it so we build a duplex on the back then we each end up with a an investment property each so it's mm. not yeah, so I love the idea of development in the capacity to be able to ramp up your returns. But as women, like mm. I know some of our women saying, but we just love renovating, so we don't ever want to not be doing that. So it sort of fulfills both those needs. What's interesting is as you're talking, because I have said I love renovating, as soon as you start talking development, I'm much more comfortable there. That is my world. I've just realised that is my comfort space because I talk those all day long. Duplex is one into two, a renovation on the front, something on the back. Oh, that is because my clients, that's all they're doing. So I, that's what, a little realisation. As soon as you went there, I felt like, oh, I'm at home. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know that. There you We're go. on the side of the spectrum. But I would say to anyone listening, and I should mention if you want to ask a question or make a comment, please do that. But if you could give StreamYard permission to show your name, it just makes it a lot easier for us. And so, yeah, so what I was going to say is don't ever go into development without the expertise. Like oh. there are so many, so much more than renovating. There are so many traps for beginners and it's just not something that you do on a whim. Like you hear a lot of people say, oh, well, I'll just do a reno and that's fine. You can usually sort of work your way through that. But development is a whole new kettle of fish. And mm. like where with renovating, you might leave some money on the table because the mistakes are not quite as, if you keep it basic, are not quite as earth-shattering. I was going to say detrimental. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word. But <laughs> once you step into the development phase, it can be lose massive amounts of money. Mm. So you've got to know what you're doing. 
Yeah, you definitely have to know what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I have been present to the impact that you have on your development clients because I had a chat with one of the guys that you mentored. Now, I just can't, he's got a project in Queensland and he was just telling me basically what the work that you did with him, the impact of that. And I just can't think of his name. Aaron. Aaron, was it? Yeah. Yeah, the guy that spoke, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did he speak? Yes, I'm sure he did. And that's when I knew that you guys were aligned with how we operate. So Mm -hmm. when he talked about basically being rescued from a situation, and so we do things like that too, and I'm often told how in business you shouldn't do that. Yeah, and so... I have a view that, like, I take my responsibility really personally. Okay. Try not to have that happen, but sometimes things do and you, I feel like I need to see it out to the end. Um, when finding a deal is quite difficult and any deal, if somebody goes to that much effort and there's so much effort that goes into finding something that works, doing all the homework, getting right to the last day on finance. I think that sometimes I just come from a place of, my heart like I care about my clients that's it and so does Bob like we just care that's down to yeah they're not a number they're just people and we cap it I mean that's why we only have a limited amount and that's just how it is but it's to do it well I think yeah yeah and that's when I knew that we were kindred spirits so (laughs) because I'm in the property world that it's very cutthroat and particularly in development I use the expression and this is quite detrimental but I believe this and a lot of property groups it's very testosterone driven and every man for himself and while we need to be pragmatic and commercial I do know and believe that it's about people and I think that's where we align in that way about truly being authentic about Mm. our desire to help people. Mm. Mm. I do think as well a lot of people are under the impression that you can ask something on an online platform, on an open forum, and whoever's giving you the answer knows that, that it's true. So that's one thing that we do struggle with because half the time we roll our eyes and go, oh, my goodness, especially Bob, he will. But the other thing is because he knows way more than I do. He knows everything. I just know a little bit. But the other thing is at the end of the day, most of those people are there for a reason. They're looking for an investor. They're trying to sell a product. They're trying to do something. They're covering it up with, I'm here to help you. I think at least we're up front. <laughs> we just say, we will help. This, we are quite real about what we do. There are a lot of people that just don't do that. No, that's so right. And yes, often the advice and the other thing that you see in those forums, this isn't what, how this was going to go, but I'm no, very it's gone there. It's fine. <laughs> this conversation a lot of things that you see in those places are people flogging off the plan and yeah properties that are only for their good and not for the people that they're working for so yeah we get phone calls on a very regular basis of people that have bought into a person with a great profile picture who's really nice and says they're going to look after them and they've ripped them off financially they come to us like what are we doing bob's like show me your paperwork. He goes, you, there's nothing you can do. You've done this wrong. They come to us after the fact because they look up who we should ask. But people are inevitably, if you're driven by money and money's the thing, you're, the first question you'll ask is what's the interest rate? Well, really, that's the last question you should ask. And it's just a lack of 
a, just a lack of knowledge, really, that people don't understand what they're getting themselves in for. It's like you don't go and get married to someone you don't know. And the other thing is that most people will spend more time researching buying a car or Christmas a, lunch, I say, Christmas lunch. Yeah, and yet will buy a property and take advice from someone who they know next to nothing about. And that's really scary. So, yeah, but yeah, so that's what we deal with. But anyhow, I'll move on yes. to that. <laughs> So I guess the next thing I want to move on to, and we are drawing to an end, is your next move. So you're working, you've written a book, you're working on a, you're working on a new website around that. So Frozen to Fearless. And I really love your byline, which is Bounce Back Better. That's to all the women who hear this and everybody, but especially aimed at women, bounce back better. And that can be taken from this morning when you stub your toe and you start getting in a bad mood or your child's sick, you just need to bounce back better from that. Or the bad week you've had or the bad month you've had or the bad year you've had or a bad period of your life, whatever it is. We just have to think, I can bounce back from this and I can bounce back better. And I think that's my copywriter actually came up with that for me and I like I was like oh I love that because it's so me he interviewed me and to get the real me and I think because he wanted to talk to find out who I was and he said it's like you bounce back and I was like it is so yeah bounce back better and that's I mean, I'll always be involved in property development. I can't help that. You know, I live with Bob Anderson, so <laughs> that can't be helped. But for me, moving forward, it's to just to speak to groups, crowds of people and empower them by helping them believe and see that they get to choose where they end up. And by choosing to determine what that future is for yourself, it's the old CBA. Be clear about what you want. Believe you can do it and act on it. I mean, you the harvest principle, all of the things that we all know. And I think, unfortunately, with the internet, we get so used to seeing those things. We get so used to hearing goal setting. We get so used to hearing positive mindset that we actually forget how valuable those things are. When was the last time? And I do it twice a year, usually in July. I haven't done it this July, which has been a little bit under the pump. But every year in January, I do an Australia-wide free goal setting. You don't even have to subscribe to me. You take an hour out of your life and you spend it on yourself because we all have the best of intention, but I don't know, your girlfriend wants to have a wine, the kids need to be picked up from school, your husband needs something. We all get busy and we don't prioritise the time to put ourselves first. And by being really clear about what you want, it gives you, well, that's the start. I mean, I know you know all this stuff, but it's. I suppose I'll go back to where I started Things are watered down from the internet and we've lost the, what's that, the thought or the reminder that all of those things are so valid and because we see them all the time, they mean nothing. They're like signs on the side of the road. We just drive past them every day and they mean nothing. But maybe find somebody, you've got somebody, Bernadette, I'm sure you put out nuggets of gold every now and then. When somebody sends you a nugget, just think, what does that mean for me? Reflect on it. And I really want people to just not you don't have to slow down. I don't do anything slow, but just at least acknowledge and implement stuff because when you start making small changes and they only have to be small, you don't have to wake up tomorrow and change everything. When you start making those small changes, life can just be amazing. Otherwise, it just stays as a big shit sandwich and it doesn't need to be. <laughs> it's your choice. I totally agree. And I think that you need to, something that I learned, and I'm sure this comes second nature to you, 
but that by really understanding your values, it really helps you to guide you towards what you should be spending time on and focus on and what you should be not. Because as you know, there's a lot on the internet and there's a lot. And and so you do need to bring in a filtering system. Mm. And so being clear about your values really helps you to do that. And that's, I guess, part of the mindset work. And like you, I have seen the need to have someone in my business like Bob who does look after that side of our work because while I do that for myself, I'm not an expert in it and I need to, so by having someone, a coach in the business that is an expert in that, that really reminds yeah, and so one of the things that we're doing at the moment as, and this was Michelle, I, I don't think you've met Michelle yet and you will meet her because she's our mindset expert, has brought in that particularly with our Wonder Women, we have goal setting as a monthly, well, not setting, but reviewing our goals as a monthly thing. So because often like you'll do it twice a year and then it falls into that background and unless you have someone like Hilary Saxton in your life yeah you're not reminded of that every day so it's really important that we do that on a really regular basis to keep them top of mind yeah yeah and something that a philosophy that I've had where times in my life things have not been going the way I want them to that happens quite often what I do is go on a diet of personal development. So mm. I come into our life and so I would just binge on all the things that I can find around that really support what I'm trying to do. So I might binge on Hilary Saxton, all her videos, I'll read a book, I'll do that, you know. So I'll have two or three people that I really align with there. So I'm binging on, you might have gathered, binging on Gary Vee at the moment. Yep. Because that just helps you to really overcome all that negative self-talk that's going on in the background. You've got to balance it out and help to find that path forward. Mm. So, yeah, having people in your life that, and they may not be people that you are coaching with, but just people where you align with their values. And so that's where I can see that you you can become a very important person to our community because you have those values that support women that are dealing with the issues that we deal with. Mm. That's my value and to what I, that's my passion and drive forward. I also teach I probably could put it in your chat at some point I'll just double check I think there's a spelling error in there <laughs> but I wrote an ebook ages ago about how to find your own personal values and I don't think that people realize and maybe you guys already do this the value of when you understand your personal values that you understand they are your compass north they are the things that keep you happy so if you implement them in your day make sure that your values not all of them at all times but if they're infused during your day you're a happier person and remember when you're happy you remember that you're lucky when you're lucky you get as a whole positive spin-off it's a simple exercise we all have about five or six true values and they change over time because we they're not like a personality profile we're born with that but a value will change and when you infuse your values or first of all identify and then put them into your world it's just a game changer on how you feel because you know when you aren't getting what you want maybe you're too busy and you're not I don't finding time to see the grandkids or you're not finding time to exercise you're not finding time to read your favorite book whatever that thing is that you like to do if too many of those things start happening we start feeling bitter 
we do we just get grumpy and it's a little thing like that's right I really enjoy waking up in the morning and having that coffee by myself without anyone talking to me whatever it is and maybe that's one of your values is like inner peace and that's how you get that but it's when you have really identified those and made sure that they're implemented into your world that your world will change exactly totally And just a really good example of that is one of my top values is independence. Like I'm really determined. It's just been something, and you and I talked earlier about not loving school Mm. uh, and (laughs) the discipline. I didn't either. And it's because I felt like that I didn't have any autonomy, like I was living Mm. by someone else's rules. And so when something comes along, someone makes a proposal, and I look at that, I think, so sometimes it feels uncomfortable. And I've realised it's because it's challenging that value. I'm mm. going to lose some independence out of that. And that won't work because so, yeah, it's a really powerful strategy. And I would really love you to give us that yep. because we'll include it in the show notes. And yeah, and I'd love to read it as well. It's just a simple, like, it's a very simple book that you'd work through in half an hour, but you come out with your top five values. I've got my daughter has hers in front of her computer. Mine are there. Like you, we, they're just a reminder of the things that you need and and it just makes you happy. At the end of the day, we just all want to be happy. That's life's goal, really. Happiness. So before we wrap up, Hilary, can I just ask you, what would someone gain by contacting you personally and how can they do that so what I don't want to do is have a whole lot of people emailing you if for things that aren't going to work for you so what would be the reason someone would contact you and how can they do that well you probably contact me if you were looking for a speaker for an event that would be a reason that you would contact me and my email is hillarysaxton.com. As I said, my website got pulled this morning. <laughs> so, so you can't be looking at that. That's just being rebuilt. So if you're interested in property development, but that's really, this is property, this is renovating. So no, we aren't there. But that's pretty much, I'm not looking for any new clients. So when my book comes out, I'd love you to buy that. I'd love you to feel inspired by that. So they would be the reasons that you could contact me. If you are interested in property development, of course, it's propertymastermind.com.au. But but. For me, it is you would be wanting to read my book or hire me as a speaker to just inject that knowingness, not just the feeling, the knowingness that you can do and achieve anything that you want because you will wake up in 10 years' time, so why not choose your own destination? Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And we've just had a couple of people saying thank you to you. So thank you. And Georgia, I think it was. Sorry, I did see the comment come up. So thank you for that, for your comments. That encourages to keep going. And also, what is the URL of your website, just so that we know when it does come up? Yeah, hillarysaxton.com. So that's Hillary like Clinton, but with one L, H-I-L-A-R-Y-S-A-X-T-O-N.com. Yeah, hillarysaxton.com. Well, thank you again. It's been an absolute delight to have you. And Mm, Thank you, Benedict. I appreciate (laughs) it. you're making more time and I've loved the conversation and so thank you yep thank you all right I hope to see some of you somewhere someday and if I don't I hope you have a crack of life because you know it's not a dress rehearsal so just go out there and do it absolutely so thanks if you want to meet up with a group of savvy renovating I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not savvy renovators I'll say come over and join She Renovates. 
It's completely free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit a thousand members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men that are working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join if you're not already a member and then ask, comment and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me today. So I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.